0: Welcome to read it reddit. I'm trying to find out what you all think about this podcast, so please press the link in the description and take a minute to fill out the form. We will be reading from r slash today I fucked up. Our first post is by z_planet. underscore planet. Not today, this was several years ago now, but I still cringe about it every now and then. When I was a freshman at university I had a huge crush on one of my lecturers who was honestly just a regular looking middle aged man. I was so obsessed with him that I often stalked him online including on LinkedIn where I made a profile just so that I could stalk him. I'm talking really often. It was creepy. Years later when I joined the workforce and actually started using LinkedIn seriously I realized that people actually get notified every time someone views your profile. He used to give me odd looks when I would pass him around campus and I used to be paranoid thinking oh god he knows that I fantasize about him bending me over his desk in his office. But then I'd think na 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 how could he possibly know that? He must've been thinking hey there's that weird girl who used to look at my linkedin profile daily. He even saw me at my graduation and made a very deliberate glance at me. He knows tldr. Stalked my professor on LinkedIn without knowing he'd be notified that I viewed his profile. Our next post is by Fish Cakes for Christmas. So if, 23, got home from a long day at work last night, and it was freaking warm man, I'm from the UK and we don't like it over 20 degrees centigrade, it was nearly 30, so I strip off to my birthday suit, and I'm chilling in the living room, my fiancé, 23 meters. Texts me telling me he's on his way home from a poker game. With his friends, about 15 minutes later, there's a knock at the door. I think my fiance must have forgot his keys, so I go to the front door and swing it open, standing there full frontal, shouting hello, baby. Twas not my fiance, twice an innocent, unsuspecting young pizza delivery boy. Poor kid says sorry, wrong house, and practically sprinted down the alleyway that leads to my door. I was. Mortified. About 5 minutes later my fiancé walks through the door, I'm sat on the sofa in a ball of embarrassment, told him about the delivery guy, he absolutely falls down laughing and says if I was that kid I think I'd have given you the pizza regardless tldr, flashed a poor innocent pizza guy by opening the door naked thinking it was my fiancé edit, I posted this hoping it would bring a smile to a few faces in this horrible year we are all experiencing but since posting it, it's unexpectedly gone viral, and as well as the people who have had a laugh I've had an innumerable amount of people sending me direct messages calling me a c asterisk asterisk t, a lying whore, and even people telling me to kill myself, and as a girl who has spent the last five years seriously struggling with mental health, those words really hurt. It's not a lie, me and my fiancé decided to share it to help cheer those up in hard times, but I've been reminded yet again how cruel people are, and I think I'm going to delete my account and give social media a rest for a while to all those kind people. Thank you so much, to all those who have been less than kind, hopefully you'll find joy one day, and I really hope you never feel how you've made me feel. Our next post is by Hedgehog Mormal. On mobile. So today, like a half hour ago I fucked up. My boyfriend and I were getting flirty. We were both naked, but I had a long sleeve hoodie on. My boyfriend went down on me and did what I like. I wanted to do something he liked, so I grabbed some lube and climbed on top. I also still had my sweater on. I rolled up one sleeve and squirted lube onto my hand then rubbed it on my boyfriend's dick. Now the dilemma. I didn't want to get lube on my sweater, so I asked my boyfriend to roll up my other sleeve. He was pushing, trying to make my sleeve go up, and I was pushing against him to help. My sleeve flew up, and I punched my boyfriend in the face. I laughed. He laughed then got a bloody nose. We did not have sex. He's in the shower now laughing at me. TL. Doctor, I accidentally punched my boyfriend in the face while about to have sex. Edit. I know I wasn't naked. I'm not fixing it. Oh my god. Shut the fuck up. And all you neckbeards can stop messaging me to see my boobs. Our next post is by Buxill08. Edit, Reddit, my mom, who I told this story, is 100% going to find my Reddit now. PLEASE NO CREEPY SHIT, THIS IS NOT SEXY IT'S GROSS AND GT, AND LT, APPARENTLY I'M A SWEET SUMMER CHILD, AND DID NOT THINK THIS POST THROUGH Asterisk I, 32F, GOT LOST IN MY FAVORITE HIKING PARK, IT'S HUGE. I thought I was deep in the woods. I was pulling my toddlers behind me in one of those cart things you can hitch to the back of a bike for kids to ride in. I rigged it like a stroller, but it got too hard to push. So I used the wrist strap and tied it to my back belt loop. Had just climbed a huge hill 3x going back and forth, lost. I had tracked through a swamp and was covered in mud. Again, I thought I was deep in the park and hadn't seen another person all day. So, boob sweat is a thing. I ditched my bra and was wearing a loose tank with buttons all the way down the front. I undid them all was at a level of fuck it, we are all going to die here. GPS was not working. And then, I stumbled into a field adjacent to a parking lot I'd never been to before. Into a crowd of 14 yoss and their parents. Some had grad gowns. I had my tits flapping in the wind, my progeny haul behind me, tied to my butt like the banana boat girl, and mud almost to my elbows. A nice gentleman offered me directions. I was less than half a mile from my car, fuck. My. Life. TL, doctor, basically the title. I got lost and got in the woods. Flashed a bunch of middle schoolers. Our next post is by Uoid. For context, we live in a 8 story flat on the third floor. So earlier this afternoon, I, 16 meters, was minding my own business in my room on my phone. The past few days have been very hot where I live, around 30 deg point C on average. So I left my window open and didn't shut my door. My baby brother was playing with his toys in the hallway and didn't seem to have a care in the world. My mum called me to prepare lunch, since she was quite ill so I obliged. So I was busy boiling the pasta and making the sauce when my gut instinct told me to just peek out to the hallway. I checked and he wasn't there. Probably watching TV or something, I thought and I didn't think much of it. I was about to return to my duty when I froze in my tracks. You ever get that sick feeling that twists your guts so hard you know for a fact something so horrible and catastrophic is about to happen. In an instant, I found myself teleporting right outside my room and there he was by the window. He somehow used my bed to climb onto the heater and sit down near the edge of the window. The upper half of his body was dangling out and he was busy throwing his toys and being fascinated at how far they can fall and break. He was this close to falling to his death, crushing all of his fragile bones. Without thinking, I quickly grabbed him and put him out of harm's way and I started hugging him tight while cursing myself repeatedly. My mum was oblivious to what was going on the entire time. I shut the window closed my room, and sat him down with me while I resumed making lunch. I was in shock. My brother cold died today. All because of one stupid mistake I've made. Even though I've saved him, I still feel sick and disgusted at myself, and this whole incident is playing on loop in my mind currently. TL, doctor, made a huge mistake leaving my window open. When I was asked to make lunch, brother somehow got to the window and nearly fell out. Edit, I've just woken up around 30 minutes ago, and checked my reddit. My inbox is swarmed with supportful and encouraging messages and it's a struggle to answer everyone. Didn't expect it to get this much attention, tbh. I'm doing my best to read through everyone's comments and answering accordingly. Thank you so much, also here's an image of how the windows in my house look like, in case you were wondering not my window. Our next post is by amdale3. Hey r tifu, I wanted to share this experience because I'm still riding high on the no pain drug, hope this can convince someone else to go to the fucking doctor if they need to. I guess the foo was actually over 2 years ago. I had just quit my job on a whim and decided to move to New York City. Money was tight and I was living with my parents until I could find work and a place to live. I was chilling on the couch eating popcorn when I bit down on something hard. The pain was excruciating and what I though might be a popcorn kernel ended up being a large chunk of my second molar. With no health insurance of any kind, I was terrified of what the bill was going to be, but the pain was so bad I sucked it up and went to my dentist. The dentist drilled away and put a temp cap on what used to be a tooth. Before I left he told me that was a deep cavity, if it still hurts in a week you will need a root canal. The pain from breaking the tooth was so bad it was a relief to have the cap on. But I noticed quickly that I could not drink anything cold on the side of my mouth. I figured this was just due to how deep the filling went. I started tilting my head to drink cold water. Then my gf started telling me I was eating in my sleep. After a few weeks she became concerned. You are slamming your teeth together and grinding the shit out of them at night she said. I bought a mouth guard. A few months in and I started to wake up with headaches. Looking back, these all should have been signs of how much pain I was in one year later. I have great health insurance but I'm not really in noticeable pain. It's annoying that I can't drink cold water on that side and that I wake up with headaches every morning but. W point E I deal with it. I can tell one side of my mouth feel different, but again I write it off and just chew on the other side when needed. Fast forward to the global pandemic, I start waking up with shooting pain so unbearable that I can't get back to sleep for hours. After a few weeks of little to no sleep, finally it's time to go to the dentist. My dentist is a pro, he looks me over, taps on my teeth with some metal thing, and says time for that root canal bud. It happened fast, my primary dentist sends me over to the oral surgeon right from his office. But, the oral surgeon can't figure out what is going on. He has some sort of liquid nitrogen tool that he is spraying onto my teeth and telling me to raise my hand when it hurts. But I'm not raising my hand. He's getting pretty upset and saying op, this is no time to be brave this much cold should be excruciating even on a healthy tooth. It feels strange I tell him. Annoyed and confused the doctor leaves to go call my primary. When he comes back he says, I trust primary, if he says you need a root canal then that's what we will do. The whole process was super easy, don't let anyone tell you root canals hurt. It was honestly easier than getting a cavity filled. It was done in 40 minutes and I felt nothing. The surgeon told me to expect pain for a few days also some jaw soreness. But, the weird thing is, I felt amazing. I hadn't even realized how much pain I was in over the past 2 years. Compared to that pain, the soreness from the procedure felt great. Right after the Novocaine wore off I felt incredibly strange and clear headed for the first time I could remember. I was less irritable and I wasn't clenching my jaw like I usually do. Looking back, I couldn't feel the cold test because my nerves were already maximumed out on pain and had been for a long time. Waking up the morning after, I feel like a whole new person. I can't believe I was able to ignore that level of pain for that long, but it feels like a drug not to have it. I haven't taken any pain meds for my tooth because it feels so great just to have a tiny bit of soreness around the tooth now. I spent 10 minutes this morning just swishing ice cold water back and forth in my mouth in amazement. TLDR, I convinced myself a large amount of dental pain was normal as it got worse and worse over 2 years. When I finally did something about it l, it got better instantly. Edit: I went to an endodontist. Some have pointed out that oral surgeon is a specific study and not a broader term like I thought it was our next post is by kp underscore zapp not a massive fuck up but a fuck up nonetheless i'm a camp counselor for a local youth camp and we are running online activities with the kids who just started their school holidays whatever that means with covered 19 restrictions for our age group grade 7 so 12 over 13 we were running a pub quiz run by a powerpoint presentation with the questions and answers I was in charge of making the powerpoint, and I was using the insert image from online option which limits my options, but I didn't feel like having a bunch of random images on my hard drive. One of the questions in the Disney category was about Disney princesses. I used this image and didn't notice anything wrong. I was using split screen, one screen for the powerpoint and the other for the questions, so the image was small to me. The first time I saw this picture in full size was during the activity with the children. I had a mild panic attack and I very quickly accidentally skipped to the answer. Afterwards I showed the other counsellors and we had a laugh about it. T.L. Dr. I accidentally showed a bunch of 7th grade children Disney princesses wearing sheer dresses with their nipples clearly visible while running a session for a youth camp p.s. Not sure if NSFW, but better safe than sorry. Our next post is by 123 Beaver. Happened 2 weeks ago. So a few weeks ago my, 29 meters wife, 28f, got into an accident and broke both her hands. She will have a full recovery but for 3 months her hands need to be in these giant casts that make her look like she has clubs at the end of her arms. Obviously she can't use her fingers for the next few months so I have been doing every cooking cleaning, changing her clothes, bathing her, brushing her teeth, and yes wiping her, but after she goes number 2. Before the foo I would go to the kitchen while she uses the bathroom and come back to wipe her when she finishes and calls me over. However, during this one certain time the foo happened. I go to leave the bathroom after pulling her pants down and sitting her onto the toilet, but out of pure absent-minded dumbassery I must've turned the lock on the door before leaving. I close the door without thinking much of it and go wait in the kitchen so my wife can have her privacy as she does her business. Soon enough I hear her say she's done and calls me over. I walk to the bathroom door and it's locked. Panic. From both me and her. The door is too far for her to reach, and she wouldn't be able to unlock the door with her club hands anyway. I lost the key to the bathroom door a long time ago, so there's that. I ask my wife if I should run and bust the door down, to which she says no, and I doubt I'll be able to anyways. Pretty hefty door. So there we are separated by a locked bathroom door and shit drying on her butt. As I was about to give up and call the fire department, I hear the door knob rattle and click. I turn the knob, and to my surprise it opens. I ask my wife how she was able to unlock the door, but I see for myself. She's managed to pick up the toilet scrubber between her two giant stumpy casts and must use the bristles to unlock the door. Don't touch anything and just clean me up, she says. And that's when I realize the bathroom side of the door and everything else the scrubber touched has to be covered in a nice layer of nasty toilety goodness. Let's be honest, how coordinated can you be with two casts instead of your fingers? That must have took her many clumsy tries, and as a result touched every surface of the bathroom with the gross scrubber. And so after wiping her, cleaning her up, and pulling up her pants I tell her to go to the kitchen, and I'll clean up the bathroom. I spend the next 40 minutes thoroughly bleaching, scrubbing, and shining the bathroom, and trying not to think that all this cold've been avoided if I didn't lock the door. Now, to avoid that situation happening again I sit next to my wife while she uses the bathroom. She now shits holding my hand, and while she squeezes I rub her back encouragingly, probably tmi but oh well, tl, doctor couldn't go wipe with his shit covered butthole after she used the bathroom because I accidentally locked the door. Resulted in me having to clean out a toilet scrubbed bathroom for 40 minutes note. No a B day won't help we got one a couple years ago out of curiosity, but we both hated the feel of it. We aren't against bud stuff as we rim each other quite often, but water shooting up the fesses covered backside is no bueno. Also, even if we did use a B day she wouldn't be able to turn the knobs anyways. I don't mind doing all the chores, I love her too much to care, and wiping her, but has really brought us closer. I think it's an overall win, but subtract the part where I locked the door read it. Holy shit, this blew up also. Thanks for the gold. So many of you recommended a B-day, but didn't read that we hate B-Day's, thank you for your concern. But for the two us, wiping is still better than B-Day even considering our situation. Second, many people came at me for not being able to unlock a door not sure how the lock works. The locking switch is on the bathroom side of the door and I can lock it without the door being closed. Locking the door simply restricts the handle from moving so I can close the door after locking it and the door would be stuck shut until unlocked from the inside. Our keyhole is very small so I don't think a screwdriver would fit and I don't know what the credit card method is but I doubt that'll work with our lock. I tried using a bobber pin and paper clip to no avail. Third, we have a heavy oak door so impositive it would be impossible to knock it down. Lastly, many of you who confused as to how we hold hands, with her hands being in club form holding hands right now is a rel why just me holding her clubs, but it's the thought that Count said it too. Some of you are wondering what the accident was she was riding her bike, downhill mountain. Biking. And the front wheel snagged on something, and stopped spinning her, and the bike flew forward, and her hand slammed into a rock wall, and got crushed between the rock and her body slash bike also, rooming is only after shower times, and water up, but is fine, if her in the shower, but it feels out of place, if the rest of her body is dry and her, but is wet like wearing shoes, while the rest of her body is naked edit 3 pls read the edits, edit 4, okay so based on the sheer volume of pro Day ppl with good reviews, my wife and i have discussed the possibility of getting another Day. apparently you can get ones that don't blast you with ice cold water, interesting edit 5, i didn't know slash r slash tafu uses Day so religiously edit 6, many of you were confused with the use of the word squeeze to clarify. Squeeze doesn't mean her squeezing my hand, as it would be impossible considering she has club hand squeeze means her squeezing out a poo edit 7, yes we clean our toilet brush, no there isn't anything visible that gets smeared, but nobody likes the idea of something that's been in the toilet to be touching everything. Our next post is by Tree ministra. This morning, I uncharacteristically slept in and woke up at 8am to my fiancé and the two roommates hanging out over coffee, preparing for the day. On this rare occasion, everyone was scheduled to leave the house all at the same time except for myself. Everyone leaves and I start cleaning house, buzzing around, listening to music, and generally enjoying the time alone. I decide at one point to detail my car, It's around 1pm, I'm supposed to be meeting my fiancée in just few hours and have just enough time to thoroughly pamper my car. I run inside to grab a refreshing beverage and spot a tasty chocolate snack in the fridge, commence foo. I decide eating one of the two somewhat wonky looking chocolates that was nestled into the butter compartment in the fridge couldn't cause too much harm. I left one of them, plus, they look like maybe they were just a lost and sad chocolate forgotten in a pocket on a hot day. No one would miss them too much. I continue cleaning my car and start getting ready to run to town and meet up with K in just a little over an hour. I start noticing how lovely everything is and slowed my roll with detailing my car. Look out into the woods and start noticing that it seems like the trees are breathing. Colors are more vibrant than typical and I just feel like laying down and enjoying my cozy bed for a minute. It's about then that I start questioning the mystery chocolate. I run upstairs to lay down for a quick minute. I pull my phone out to text FMK about the chocolate and notice that the-, the letters of my keyboard are wiggling and wandering around on the screen. Text the FMK to find out what they were, hey babe, what are these chocolates in the fridge? Did I just dose myself with something? Oh no, did you eat both of them? You just ate in one eighth of shrooms, get comfortable. Luckily, they weren't as strong as I expected, but still spent the greater portion of a day wandering around the house admiring various different aspects of life and reality. TLDR, left alone at home on rare occasion, ate mysterious chocolate from the fridge, and ended up dosing myself with mushroom chocolates. Edit. To clarify, my Fien K and I have a private fridge and share food. He doesn't normally load it with laced edibles, especially without warning me. It was an honest mistake on both parts. Edit 2, they really didn't have any shroom flavor to them. There was a slight spicy taste, which is what I suspect masked the flavor. Our next post is by Mr. Motorcycle 94 We have a bidet next to the toilet that can spray cold and hot water. Usually it takes a while to heat up, so I can turn it on hot full blast and it's safe. I was running a bath while on the toilet and had no clue that the tap water for the bath being hot meant that the B Day water was super hot instantly. I done my usual thing and turned the B Day on full blast, full heat to clean myself thinking it would heat up slowly like it normally does, but I could not have been more wrong. Suddenly I felt her intense pain as scalding hot water directly shot directly at my chocolate starfish. The B-day is pretty low down, so even thought I reacted as fast as I could, I probably got sprayed for around 1.5 seconds, while leant forward and stood up. I'm a man in my mid-20s, and I consider myself to tolerate pain pretty well, but I let out of the highest pitch scream from the shock and pain and almost started to cry. As I type this, I can still feel a intense burning slash stinging pain, even after turning the B-day to as cold as it can go, and cooling the area for probably close to 20 minutes. I have been afraid to sit down since the incident and instead been laying on my side or stomach. I'm honestly terrified for work tomorrow, because I sit at a desk all day. I have not been to the toilet since this happened, but next time I need to wipe I hope, if there is a god they have mercy on me tldr, turns out my bidet shoots hot water instantly instead of heating up slowly if you've had any hot tap in the bathroom running. I done my usual thing and turned the water on full powerful heat and pretty much gave myself a hot water enema. Our next post is by kr 2540 sorry for all these updates lol update 3, to be clear, my cat is home safe it was the other UFC, unidentified foreign cat. That got away update too, I realize I fucked up leaving him outside unattended. I'll be building that little shit Acacia was recommended. Update, wow thank you everyone, I'm so glad you enjoyed my big cat debacle. Due to all your sage-like wisdom I'm waiting at the docs meow to get it checked, asterisk asterisk JUST got back from doctors, got a tetanus shot and some antibiotics, thank you everyone. Today I fucked up by leaving my cat outside. First off I'll start by a background on my fat, fuck of a cat. He's an indoor cat but tries to get outside at every opportunity he can. I didn't want him to be an outdoor cat so we compromised and he's an outdoor cat. In the past I have left him on a long lead and an easy break collar but he has since figured out that he is fat enough to jump off something and it'll easily break. I then moved to a harness, which he then realized that he just needs to back up out of it. Now I have that shit on so tight that he can't anymore, can still fit my fingers through it, worry not gentle souls. Anyway, I figured I'd be nice and let him out for a bit while I was working downstairs. There I'm on the phone with a customer who won't stop asking questions and I begin to hear screams of pure fucking death coming from my yard. I'm trying to get rid of my customer so I can get to my cat and figure out what unholy hell he got himself into. My customer keeps saying some random ass shit that he should have said way earlier as it wasn't even relevant anymore. So I'm like yep okay yep trying to get rid of him and also nervous he can hear the fucking shit show in the background. Finally I get that feck off the line and race upstairs thinking my cat jumped the fence and was now dangling from the line, I always have it shorter than the distance to the fence, but figured he found a way to fuck me over once again. I immediately see I was completely wrong and think I'm either tripping acid or there is another whale of a cat that looks goddamn identical to mine. I snap a quick pic in case this cat gets away so I can post him online to try and find his owners. They're both so goddamn fat and puffing out like no tomorrow I can't tell who's who. I figured I might be able to tell them apart because my cat is wearing his leash right. Nope. He has once again fucked me and has somehow had in it the fuck out of the harness so now I have two heathens growling at each other and I have no clue which one is mine. I finally see the other cat has a black harness so I quickly grab that and go to hold my cat back. Before I can, he launches himself quicker than this jiggly beast has ever moved in his life. He full on tackles this other cat, and they slap together like PB and Jelly. I manage to separate them relatively easy, and I pick my cat up and hold the other one's harness so I can check him for wounds after I get mine inside. Big mistake. This cat fucks my day up, launches himself up my leg and scratches the fuck out of my hand. Meanwhile my cat is also trying to demolish the other cat and also attacks me in the process. I get my cat inside and the other blubbering beast is now trying to jump the fence. But he's so goddamn fat that he jumps and is literally sliding down the fence in slow mo like a cartoon character. I'm trying to catch him but he's surprisingly fast for a snorlax. I go back inside to grab treats to entice him but he's gone and I only had a 15 minute break at work. I wanted to check him out to make sure he was okay but didn't have time to look for him anymore. I've left some food out for him to see if he'll come back. I figure he might be traumatized but a guy his size needs to keep his calories up my hand is now swollen a little and hurts to move. TLDR left my cat outside on a leash, heard him screaming bloody murder while I was working. Run outside to see an identical fat cat. Try to separate them, both cats attack me and the other one gets away. Our next post is jory 22 We're driving home and it's dead silent. My three-year-old says fucking pickle. My husband and I both pause because we aren't quite sure if we heard what we think we heard. My five-year-old says mom he said fucking pickle. My husband scolds them both and tells them it's a bad word like the responsible parent he is. I held it in for a minute, but eventually completely lost it. I laughed so hard. The kids said what mom? And I didn't want them to think I was laughing because they cussed, so my quick-minded solution was to tell them I was crying. Why mom why are you crying? And I couldn't think of anything, so I told them I was really hungry. So the kids comforted me the entire way home because I was crying, because I was hungry and now the only thing I can think about is that one day they are going to be driving in their car telling their significant other about that one time their mom got so hungry she cried. TL, doctor my kids cussed and I laughed, but lead and told them I was crying because I was hungry, now they are consoling me. Edit, please stop telling me my husband is a bad parent. Scold was probably a strong word for what was really saying that's a bad word, we don't say that but some of you are acting like he pulled the car over and whipped out the belt. Our next post is by SS2602. This rather unfortunate incident happened a couple of years ago when I was 15 and was still embarrassed slash shy. One day I wake up in the morning to find out that I can't even walk because of intense pain and swelling in my scrotum. One of my balls was swollen badly. Now, normally I guess people would straight up visit a doctor for advice, but I instead told my parents that I have a bad stomach ache. I was too embarrassed to tell the truth. Took some painkillers, the pain went away, but the swelling remained. I figured that it was a normal condition and the swelling would simply go away in a few hours. Well, it didn't go away the next day the pain had somewhat reduced and I foolishly still didn't tell anyone. Took another painkiller. After spending another day awkwardly in pain I finally told my parents about my nutsack on the third day. We immediately visited the hospital where the doctor informed to my horror that it was a case of testicular torsion in which your testicle basically twists thereby cutting the blood supply to it. It's not very serious Kanditin, if we had come in earlier he could have treated it simply by rotating the ball by his hand. But now an operation was needed. Well, I was operated on, my nutsack was cut open and the surgeon rotated the swelled testicle to its normal position. He informed us that there was a 50% chance that the testicle would survive otherwise it would die. Unfortunately, in the end it couldn't survive. It breathed its last a few days later and shrunk to the size of a peanut. It's still there, but it's so small and shrunk that you cannot see it or feel it. It's dead. I can have it removed by having another operation, but chose not to because the previous operation was hell. It took me weeks to comfortably walk again. T.L. Doctor had pain and swelling in my scrotum. Ignored it out of embarrassment. As a result, I had to go through an operation, and in the end, lost one of my balls. I had a case of testicular torsion and now I only have one ball. Our next post is by Bargalflargen. I'm 49 and new to Snapchat. Someone named Devin added me, and I assumed it was my son, since it's an uncommon spelling. His profile pic is a cartoon. I got a notification that he posted to his story first time seeing that happen and i clicked on it the first was a close-up of his face without his glasses and i saw he shaved his beard and left the mustache the tag said job interviews are the only thing that stresses me out the second one was a pic of just the top of his head with his glasses back on and wearing a headset the tag said that interview did not go well for me I commented on the first snap, and said nice dick duster for those of you who don't know, that's a nickname for mustaches, because when someone with a stash gives you a blowy, it dusts your dick. Then I switched to text, and said your interview didn't go well. What interview? On your snap? And I screenshotted the two snaps and texted them. My son said that's not me, and I freaked out. Switched to snap, and deleted him as a contact. Turns out that my son Devin used to work with this guy and that he, in turn, worked with an older guy with my name, and added me by mistake. So basically, this poor dude was stressed about his interview and a random old fat man commented nice stick duster, took two screenshots, and deleted him text chat TL slash dr. I made a crude joke to a stranger that I thought was my son on Snapchat, screenshot his pictures and deleted him. Our next post is by an hummus 23. This happened earlier today, while I was aimlessly scrolling through Twitter. Whenever Twitter let you add your date t- to your profile, where others can see, I could never put in my true birth year for some reason, so I use the year prior. Every so often I would go back and see if this bug was fixed, because my CD could not live with this. Fast forward to this morning I decide what the hell I might as well check again, and then I see that my real year of birth is available, and I eagerly scroll up a year and save my profile, feeling like the real me again. Seconds later I'm notified that I'm locked out of Twitter because I may be under the age of 13, I'm currently 23. After some digging I discovered that apparently, since I started the account and had tweets before I was 13, this violation carries over and has essentially deactivated my Twitter. They sent an email giving me the option of submitting a photo of governor issued ID to which I obliged and just received another email saying that my driver's license is not high enough to confirm my identity so my Twitter account of 10 plus years is most likely gone forever tl, doctor corrected my birth date on twitter after not being able to 4 years, only to be locked out and most likely never recover it again. Our next post is by KingShrek420. Tofu by not realizing people on twitter know what you've liked this was when I was in secondary school and was in the closet about being b. So as someone does I used to watch p**rn on as many social media platforms as I could for some reason. One of these was twitter, and I used to use my main account that my parents and uncle followed instead of using a throwaway as I've learned. So one day I used to twitter and liked a lot of gay p asterisk rn, not realizing that others could see it, and when I woke up the next morning both parents were looking at me strangely which I shrugged off. Later that day my dad came up to me and said he saw what I liked, and I just froze. My mom also came up and talked to me about it and was equally as awkward. My parents were surprisingly fine about though. TLDR, didn't realize people saw what you liked on Twitter and parents found out I was B because I liked gay p Our next post is by long underscore slang 6812 Well this isn't exactly where I thought today would go. So I'm 16, not really huge relevance to the story, but whatever. So I got in trouble for something minor a few days ago, so I had to do chores and shit around the house for a few days. So today was supposed to be the last day of chores, and I had to wash the cars. I'm out here in like 90 degree weather trying to wash this car and the water kept drying and making spots on the car. So I'm trying to wash this car good and it takes probably a little longer than it should normally take. So my mom comes out and starts to get on me about taking too long. I try to tell her that I'm just trying to do a good job and then she tells me I'm full of shit. So we get into a big argument about this because I think she's being unfair and she thinks I'm giving attitude. Flashback to like 5 years ago my parents were arguing a whole lot and they were gonna get a divorce. I don't exactly know what happened but they didn't. Back to right now my dad gets home from a run that he's on and walks into us arguing. My mom starts saying it's his fault because my dad used to yell at her too. Now this is definitely not my dad's fault, I'm angry at my mom, not copying my dad. But she says that I'm just copying the shit my dad used to do, and that just started a whole argument between my mom and dad. So my dad is currently looking for an apartment. My mom says, if I yell again I can go live with him. Yay. TL, doctor I took too long to wash a car and accidentally reignited my parents' divorce argument. Our next post is by hopeful underscore canary. I'm an apical. I woke up today to find two mice inside the bucket. One is very much dead and headless, and the other is very much eating him. I didn't want to use kill traps because I wanted to be kind, but this turned out to be so much worse. I'm afraid this cannibal gladiator mouse is going to eat any other mice that fallen with him, and I have no idea what to do about this half-eaten mouse corpse. I don't have any way to get it out of the bucket without releasing the living mouse. We have only ever caught one mouse at a time, and sometimes they hang out in the bucket with some food and water until my partner can drive them a few miles away and release them. But he is out of town for a few days, and I can't drive. WTF do I do? TLDR: I set up an no kill mouse trap, but quickly realized that mice will kill and eat each other while trapped, and now I have no idea what to do. Asterisk asterisk. Hey guys. My inbox is flooded and not sure I'll be able to get back to everyone so. Most of y'all have seen the morbid irony and been really chill, helpful, and funny and have teased me in a good-natured way. I appreciate that. You guys rock. Some of y'all have been really hostile and condescending, idk what all that's about. Eat a cookie and chillux, my friends. I think parts of my post might be being confused or overlooked by some. I explain above what the usual plan is, why that's not working right now, that the bucket has food, and that I don't drive. To clarify, it's because I have limited mobility. I also acknowledge my intentions have backfired lol. This was an experiment in trying to be as kind as I could about the whole thing, but, unfortunately, it just didn't work out. So after I take care of this, I'm going to explore implementing some different traps. No pictures. Y'all are crazy, p asterisk asterisk. Our next post is by Robert underscore e underscore squee. My uncle is a self-described southern gentleman and has a thorough knowledge of the civil war that is actually pretty impressive. Now he isn't one of the hayseeds who go around waving the confederate flag, but he has expressed a lot of admiration for certain confederate generals. I thought I would playfully troll him a little and at dinner I told him at school we had learned that Robert E. Lee was a homosexual and that he had an unrequited crush on Abraham Lincoln and that scholars had unearthed evidence that his motivation to fight for the Confederacy was both to impress Abraham Lincoln and to punish him for rejecting his sexual overtures. I said that Lee actually resigned his commission with the union, not because of loyalty to Virginia, but because when Lincoln offered him a command, Lee responded by asking if he could perform oral sex on the president, which Lincoln rejected. This so enraged Lee that he resigned and ran off to join the Confederacy. My uncle was enraged by this. They taught you this in school? I said yes, and that everyone knew Robert E. Lee was in love with Abraham Lincoln. I also told him that letters had been found confirming an ongoing affair with General Pickett, and that Pickett complained about Lee making him wear a Lincoln hat during their sexual acts, and complained that Lee kept calling him Mr. President. My uncle began to swear, he never swears, and said this this is the most disgraceful bullshit I ever done, had said I'm brainwashed if believe it. He stormed off and dropped a pile of books specifically about Robert E. Lee on the table and said try reading a real book. I began to feel guilty when I saw he was starting to cry, that was not at all my intention. I thought it was a life that prank, I didn't want to enrage anyone. I told him I was just clowning and he stared at me for a minute and then told me to get the hell home. He then called my dad and told him I was a disrespectful bastard and I was not welcome back in his home until I write a biographical essay about Robert E. Lee, WTF. Obviously this has caused a huge problem in my family, so I may have fucked up. TL, doctor, I pranked my uncle by claiming we were taught Robert E. Lee had a crush on Abraham Lincoln and joined the Confederacy with this as his motivation and that he also had a sexual affair with General Pickett. Our next post is by I am like otter. So, the backstory. The last 3 years or so I've been having these weird stomach sensations of this rising feeling followed by tingling into my face and arms. I concluded it was stress-induced panic attacks. So, I have just been managing it. Well, I went to bed last Thursday night and woke up in the emergency room. My roommate found me on the floor screaming all soaked in sweat. Fire, Ms, and police arrived, and they saw my medical cannabis and then Mark and me assuming I was tweaking out. That sent my adrenaline through the roof, and I end up in four-point restraints fighting all the way to the hospital. This I don't remember. The hospital I go to MRIs me says it's unremarkable and discharges me with two dislocated shoulders, rhabdomalysis, kidney failure from the rhabdo, and undiagnosed epilepsy. My rumored takes me home and I wake up after two days and find both my arms just hanging on my shoulders. I'm an EMT and work at another hospital. I go there to get both my arms put back into their sockets lol, this is so messed up. I'm on vacation. I go to the air with just my arms in mind. The air physician was fucking amazing and heard me describe Rabdo without even realizing what all my pain was. See, my arms didn't hurt much because my body was in shock the whole time. Which brings me to my foo. I have had epilepsy my whole life. There are some days I'll wake up and feel like I worked out all night. My arms and shoulders would hurt like crazy. So, I'd just take ibuprofen and work through the pain. Turns out I've been having full grand mal seizures in my sleep dislocating my shoulders this whole time and not even realizing it now work is giving me 26 weeks off and paying for shoulder surgery. Which is crazy to me because I feel fine right now. But, only because I'm so used to the pain, lol the doctors were shocked I didn't want more pain meds when I was in the hospital. Honestly, I'm relieved I now know the reason for this chronic pain. I gotta take Capra forever. But I'll take it considering the other things it could have been. Tl, doctor I've been having seizures for years in my sleep not realizing I've been dislocating my arms and finding out I have epilepsy. Our next post is by Pi mc 2 centimeters. About 2 years ago, my husband and I bought our first house. Having only rented before, we had never looked very hard at the utility bill and therefore didn't question the water bill seeming kind of high, backslash $180 a month. Fast forward to this summer, when we had someone over to inspect the property to install irrigation. They mentioned how expensive water was in the county, and I agreed wholeheartedly, also mentioning it was odd how the water cost itself only made up a fraction of the bill, with the high service charge making up the vast majority. They didn't say anything specific, but they seemed to think this was an odd thing to say. On the off chance my feeling about their reaction was right, I emailed the county, and less than eight hours later they got back saying, "Oops, it was set up wrong. You should only be paying dollar sign x, one sixteenth of what we were paying. So now we are about to get a backslash dollar sign 3k credit on our water bill, just in time to turn on the irrigation and dramatically increase our water usage." TLDR. We paid 16x the service charge we should have for 2 years, because we didn't know any better. Our next post is by the Kdiva. I think I'm legit traumatized from this. It happened last night. I own some rubber gardening clogs. I have dogs, so it is wise to always slip them on when venturing into the lawn. I also have a hammock. It is my happy place. Yesterday I slipped on my clogs, grabbed my book and a pillow and headed for the hammock. I don't remember what caused me to rush inside, but I left everything, including the clogs, by the hammock. As I was heading to bed I remembered I left the book out there, so I headed out to retrieve it. Reached the hammock, grabbed the book, and slipped one and a half of my feet quickly into the clogs for the trip back. I did not fully appreciate the risk I was taking then i felt something something slimy many slimy things there were multiple slugs in both clogs sounds escaped my body i have never heard before i tossed the clogs on the porch after a quick look to confirm holy there are a lot of slugs in those suckers i hobble into the bathtub to rinse my feet and a whole grown slug comes off in the tub one of my feet the one that went all the way in was coated in slime It was hard to get off. I'm crying. I couldn't tell you the emotions I was feeling, but there were tears and noises. I grab a big wad of tissue, steal myself, and go out for the removal. I get through about one and a half of the clogs, and there are so many slugs I need to go back in for more tissue. At that point, my husband has crawled out of bed to see what on earth was happening. I tell him I think I need to throw the clogs away. I sobbed why, are there so many slugs in my shoes? I counted 7, not including the one that ended up in my tub and at least the one I could see still in the toe of one clog. There may have been more. He said they were probably mating and I interrupted their awesome orgy. I did not feel better. Husband laughed and told me he would handle it from there and hosed them out. I don't know if I can ever wear them again. Or maybe walk outside at night again. Now, I've stepped on a slug barefoot before. But let me tell you feeling that all over both of your feet is worse than you would think from the experience of just one slug. It's an orders of magnitude thing, I guess. The clogs will be coming in at night now. I told my uncle about this in an email, entitled Last Night's Horror. He asked me if it was my or the slug's horror, BC just imagine it from their perspective. They were just looking for a good time at the show orgy and now I probably have several traumatized garden slugs. Tldr left my gardening clogs in the yard. Went to get them at night and slid my feet into a crowded slug orgy. Edit I want to take a bath, but I keep walking into the bathroom, looking at the tub and. I can't. I just can't do it. I keep seeing that slug going down the drain. Our next post is by Short. For the past month, I have been spitting out worms from my mouth ever so often. Went to see a doctor and he wasn't sure what it was too, but gave me antibiotics to flush out whatever it is. However, I sneezed it out again today, haven't started eating antibiotics yet, and I'm actually starting to get worried about what's happening. The reason I say sneezed is because I sneezed in the toilet and looked down in the sink and to my horror, realized the little devil was chilling inside. The worm is a translucent one, extremely thin and about 5mm long. Its body seems to have multiple segments with a faint black line outlining the segments. I have picture and video evidence of this wriggly unwelcome intruder if that helps. tldr, found mysterious worms in my mouth my doctor wasn't able to ID, might actually have a colony of worms living inside me. The reason I did not visit the doctor until the third occasion was because I wasn't a 100% certain they came out of me. On every sighting, only a single worm was noticed, always when I was brushing my teeth. Did not feel anything wrong with me too. Will definitely be asked to be referred to a more specialized doctor. No, I haven't been eating anything dodgy off the side of the road. I'm from Singapore, with mohai hygiene standards. We do not, at least I think, have any dodgy gas stations or street vendors, but who knows? From the comments, my worm looks like a moth RV. We'll be providing an update. Our next post is by obvious underscore milk 124. I'm laughing so hard I had to share. The office where I work is a fairly small 6 floor building. I work on the 6th floor and take the elevator daily. The building owners are remodeling the elevators, so we're limited to just one. Add that to the social distancing rule only allowing two people in at a time and we often have lines forming to go up or down at certain times of the day. I normally stay in the office for lunch, but today I decided to order out. When I came back there was luckily no elevator line, so I hopped right on. As the doors started to close I saw someone walking up, so I quickly pressed the open doors button except i didn't press the right button instead i was unknowingly madly mashing the closed doors button as i made panicked eye contact with the man finally as the doors closed i realized what button i was actually pressing and i starting dying of laughter as the elevator started moving allowing me to enjoy the rare one person ride to the top tl doctor i pressed the wrong elevator button closing the doors on someone waiting to ride Then maniacally laughed loud enough for him to hear me as the elevator took off with just me inside. Our last post is by throwaway underscore namuza. Hello. So as a kid, and I promise this setup matters, I was raised in an Islamic household. Thing with being Islamic in America is there aren't any good Muslim schools to send your child so they could learn both faith and have a decent education. So my parents decided to send me to a catholic school, since it was closest to the values they wanted me to live by. At home, my grandmother would tell me stories from the quorum. I loved those stories, but sometimes, my grandmother would stop her storytelling voice and use her fact voice. Like she was telling me something that happened at the store. She was using her fact voice when she was telling me about the story of how a father had to sacrifice his son to God, but when he tried to bring down the knife, it wouldn't hurt his son, because God had willed that his dedication meant he no longer needed to sacrifice his son. So I asked my grandmother if I could become invincible to knives, if I believed in God enough, and she told me no don't take the story literally. Take the meaning of the story. Akka do not stab yourself. So I was like ooh all of these stories are metaphorical. The bible at my school and the Quran at home are both collections of stories filled with wisdom meant to be interpreted as the situation sees fit. Like a superhero story where Jesus and Muhammad are the main characters. They're meant to help the story deliver me a meaning like ash from Pokemon. I think you see where this is going, I thought they were stories. They're not real. And I grew up thinking that. That these religions were a way of life, not to be taken literally. Cut to driving with a friend from school through California, to Palm Springs to see her grandmother. We were talking about how hot it was, and I joked about how we needed a flood to cool us down. Where's God's wrath when you need, right? She laughed and started to draw the conversation to her admiration of Jesus. We started talking about miracles and hungry people, and I said, Man, I wish we could do those kind of miracles for real. The world could use a few, and she replied something along the lines of, Well, who knows? Jesus could be back soon, and I chuckled. Did that thing where you blow air out of your nose and smile? I thought it was a joke. Like, Haha, Superman is gonna come fly us to her grandma's house. And she looked at me and asked me why I laughed. I told her I thought she was being sarcastic. She corrected me that she was not. Then I asked her wait are you saying like. Jesus could actually really show up on earth? She got upset and said yes. Then the rest of the car ride was quiet. So instead of thinking Jesus is real. I thought wow my friend must be really gullible. Then once I got home I told my grandmother about it. I thought it'd be a funny story. Like telling someone that your friend thinks elves are real. But she looked at me and went up, Muhammad is real. And so was Jesus. What are you talking about? For the next 10 minutes we kept talking, and I started to realize that oh my god, my grandmother thinks the stories are real. Does everyone think that the stories about water turning into wine, and walking on water, and touching sick people to heal them was real? Lastly, I pulled my pastor aside at school. And I asked him straight up is Jesus real, and of course he was confused, and said yes, and asked me if I thought Jesus wasn't real. I told him what I had thought my whole life and he goes yeah, everything in the bible actually happened. So I asked him why none of those miracles have happened now, or at all recorded in history and he goes I don't know, but the lord does, and we trust him. So now my friend doesn't talk to me, school is weird now because all of these ridiculous crazy stories about talking snakes, angels visiting people, and being brought back from the dead are all supposed to be taken literally. And asking questions about it isn't okay either, apparently. So yep. That's eye opening. TLDR, I thought the Bible and Koran were metaphorical books and that everything in them wasn't real, but rather just anecdotal wisdom. Then I learned people actually thought things in the Bible and Koran were real. Now everything is tense between me and my friends and family. Edit, so many comments. Wanted to say thank you for every respectful, well thought out theological opinion or suggestion. I can't say thank you enough to everyone in the comments and all your different experiences with religion and spirituality are inspiration and ideas I will consider for a while. Even if I can't reply to you in time, thank you. Genuinely, thank you. That's it for edit Reddit. I hope you enjoyed. Please leave a good rating as that really helps me out.